As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I was ashamed of my tattoo on my chest and my tattoos that I wanted to get. I slicked my hair in a certain way because it was back then it was still relaxed. I wore shirts. Yeah. You know, I a certain look, like I just had a certain look and I wanted to get an ear piercing, but I was like, well, there's no politicians that have their ears pierced. So I went to go and get my ears pierced the next day and I felt free. Hello and welcome to the Wannabe Podcast a behind-the-scenes look at the opportunities available in the creative and entertainment industries so you can get to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I am, of course, your host, Imriel Morgan. Again, a massive shout-out to you for listening to last week's episode with the incredible Lolly Adafope, who, I might say, provided some much-needed relief for us all. I am honoured to bring you today's guest, Shay Yakiworo is the founder and executive director of Glitch, an organization she set up to tackle online abuse. At 23, Shay was the youngest elected black female counselor in Newham, East London. You are in for a real treat with today's episode. If you're considering a career in politics, this episode is for you. Or if you're finding yourself more politically engaged due to recent events, then this is the episode to listen to. Shay doesn't hold back on her experience in UK politics as a young black woman. We talk about how to survive in politics, what it takes to see change in our systems, and how to combat and deal with online abuse if you're ever faced with it. Let's do this. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? Ha! You're going to laugh. I wanted to be the first black UK prime minister. <laughs> I told you. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to laugh. Before that's, that, that's awesome though. <laughs> before so. that, I wanted to be a dancer. I wanted to be Sierra, but obviously, um, oh wow, I'm British Nigerian. <laughs> My Nigerian mother was like, "Eh, that's not gonna happen." So I had to find another career which allowed me to be, um, have a platform and be positive and make people feel good and be an advocate. And I slowly found that politics was the way. And lots of people were saying that you know, there's no black people in politics. This was really young. I'm talking like my early teens. Mm-hmm. I remember my um, secondary school teacher telling me that I would never make it in politics, and I just feel like saying, "Look at me now." <laughs> But yeah, because of people just all their naysayers, it was just like, "Why can't I? Why can't I be the first UK female black?" politician why can't I and then we had Michelle Obama and I was like yep there is a legacy there's a precedence in some form it's gonna be me and then I realized how many barriers people like Diane Abbott Dawn Butler Michelle Obama mm. had to overcome have to endure and then the online abuse aspect as well I was just like I don't think I'm on it I think I'm tired I've been 
doing activism for a very long time. And I don't think I have the same energy, consistent energy for politics. Yeah. And then the abuse happened to me. And then that's what spurred me to be doing Glitch. So it was on track of thinking about politics as a thing. Then this kind of diversion happened. And I still get to be in politics because I'm supporting women who want to be in frontline public office and supporting them with overcoming the barriers. So that makes me feel good. Are you sad about having to be diverted or pivoted out of what you originally hoped to achieve? I think it's a perspective. Mm. When I was in my mid-20s, I really went into a really depressive state for so many reasons, but one of them was meeting my objective of being elected councillor and feeling sad. Like not being people saying, oh my God, you're amazing. You've done so well. You're so strong. You're so fantastic. You're so eloquent. Like all the microaggressions, all the stereotypes around being a strong black woman, all the kind of achievement praises and not being able to tell anybody that I wasn't happy because I was being, I was facing racism from my own political party, the local community, local members. Even till today, there are still local members of the party that come for me on social media or my organisation. Yeah, that's horrible. And the silence from so-called comrades and colleagues really messes with your head. So for about 18 months before I made the decision that I wasn't going to stand again, I was sad because I achieved something and I was thinking about the next steps. I didn't want to be a career politician and go from being a councillor to an MP. I wanted to definitely have like an outside job that allowed me to still be, have local, you know, local experience and it not frame my entire life. But I was thinking about the next steps and it just made me so sad. It made me feel so unhappy. But then the perspective change. Yeah. When I knew I wasn't standing I was the happiest person. I was free. You can check it from my socials. Like it's like something was just like <laughs> I am speaking my mind. I'm I the chains are unbroken. I am free. I am no longer a slave. I am no longer in bondage. Whatever you want to use, that was like what happened to me when I said I'm not standing again. I am putting my self care first. I went on this whole self love mm. self care like rediscovery, loving myself again and what I wanted to do, my passion. And it wasn't that. It wasn't putting myself through that. And it wasn't the resilience idea of just bearing through it, bearing through the racism and having to deal with it. And it affected me. It affected my body. It affected my physical and mental health. Like literally my yeah. physical body was under attack from the racism and sexism. And so when I was like, yeah. I'm not doing it anymore, I was free. And... It was exciting, but scary because it's like, what am I going to do? And obviously it's comfortable, right? Because I don't know how much you know about when you are like a local councillor, you have to kind of live in the area. Mm-hmm. So it's now a whole possibility of like, I don't have to live in the ends. I can live outside <laughs> of the ends. Like, oh my God, when all my, literally my primary school, my secondary school, all been in the ends, I went out the next borough, Wolfham Forest, to college. And then I still <laughs> lived at home for university. So like literally was a whole reimagining of what my life was going to be like for my late 20s. And for the first time I could dream again because I was so scared of dreaming because I had my dreams. I was starting to achieve them and I was met with massive disappointment. I was so fearful of dreaming again. But being able to navigate world from a nucleus of self-care and self-love, massive game changer. UK politics is one of the most fascinating things to be a part of. And hearing you speak... It reminds me of why I kind of wanted to get into it and then also firmly stepped back and said, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I I mean, no, and I, I say this with like the best of intentions because my 
I guess my first interaction with politics, if you like, was really like proper full on experience was with Nigel Farage and doing the Melanin Millennials podcast and being invited to that EU referendum debate on ITV with David Cameron and Nigel Farage. No way. And I asked the question about his rhetoric being harmful to black British people and, you know, British people of colour. And he turned around and said some nonsense about Britain. We love the colonies. I don't, it was some nonsense. He just wasn't answering the question. But the the Bye, aftermath of that for life. Um, <laughs> I hate him so much. But all that to say is like, that was my kind of first real foray into like politics, I guess, mm. in the, on the national stage. Mm. And the abuse after that took me out like I refuse to be on Twitter in the same way as I was on Twitter before um so that's why I find your work so interesting because it's it's combating that problem but you yourself you've gone through it experienced it and also taken a step back and that was the best decision for you so I guess do you face any criticism for taking a step back even though you are doing the work you're doing now which is still very important First of all, let's start off with the fact that everybody said I was making a mistake. Everybody mm. said I'm making a huge mistake. Everybody said to me, um, I wish you had told me that you before you announced it without checking why that was the case. Because I knew they were going to spend time convincing me, the same people that will spend energy convincing me to stay in politics, but didn't spend that energy challenging their white racist friends. So you've got all the energy for me to be here and stay because what, you want me to be a vote? Mm. You just see me as a vote for your faction? Come off it. The second thing that happened was an implicit, um, like an implicit communication of you've made the mistake. Like, so how's it going? What are you up to? You know, what are you doing with your spare time? Like, you know, just that kind of like all the kind of like the doors opening for you, you know, change your mind and want to come mm. back, you know, as if I hadn't made an informed decision. As if I, as a black young woman, wasn't able to make an f- informed and rational decision. I do have hope for black women in politics, but on our terms. And what does that mean? Where where we don't have to be tone policed. Where we can freely wear our locks and our braids and our natural hair. I remember um, asking um, uh, Chris... Krishnan Guru Murphy? Yes, him. Yes, yes. All right, okay. (laughs) Yeah, him. So I remember doing some consultancy for an organisation. It was with um, Channel 4 back in the day. And I said, look, I've just got selected as a candidate. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm going to change the game. (laughs) And I asked him for advice because I said, you know, you've interviewed prime ministers, you've interviewed politicians, et cetera, et cetera. Like, do you have any advice for me on how I can stay true to myself? And he said, you've got to identify who yourself is. And if you don't mind me saying you're young and one thing I would say is stay young because what happens is um and he talked about the horrible term Blair babes so the the influx of women that came under Blair I think it's in 2005 so the Stella Creases and stuff like that right all right okay horrible term but it was an increase in women uh towards the end of Tony Blair's time as leader and prime minister and he was saying that there was more young young women and it's exciting and then slowly within the term the electoral term they all started looking the same they all started like cutting their hair or having the same bob the same mp bob the same kind oh, wow. of suit and that like, was morphing into being 
one of the older, more established women in the party, like your Harriet Harman. I'm not at all dissing Harriet Harman. She's my actual MP. Ah, oh, <laughs> shout out to Harriet Harman. <laughs> and what he said was, stay young. So, so this is which is interesting. He didn't know about being black or about being a woman. He talked about my youth. He said, stay young as long as you can and be authentic to that. So do you know what I did the next day? I went to go pierce my ears. I went to go and get nine piercings against advice. From, Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Against, <laughs> against advice because they say you should just do two at a time because I got it all on one ear. Of course I did because then I couldn't sleep for like three weeks yeah. up on one side. But I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> I always wanted to do it, but I felt that I couldn't do it if I was a politician. I was ashamed of my tattoo on my chest and my tattoos that I wanted to get. I slicked my hair in a certain way because it was back then it was still relaxed. I wore shirts. Yeah. You know, I a certain look, like I just had a certain look and I wanted to get an ear piercing, but I was like, well, there's no politicians that have their ears pierced. So I went to go and get my ears pierced the next day and I felt free. Not as free as when I left politics, but I felt free and had the permission to be me and authentically me as a young person. Still go out raving, still go out and love my grand music and talk about that on the timeline, talk about youth issues and be passionate about it. And so what if I was called the young counsellor? I'm going to own it. And it meant that I could talk about youth centres being shut and youth provision being massively reduced and the knock-on effect and talk about that, talk about it a lot earlier than a lot of people in London were talking about it and the youth violence. It was meant, you know, talk um, meeting Temi Mawale from the Forefront Project, you know, talking about uh, youth issues, organising an emergency youth summit in response to the... We had something like 20 shootings or stabbings in like a period of weeks in Newham. It wasn't making the radar of politicians to make the change. So I owned it. I owned it. It was such a release. And that's what I mean about black women having the... I don't think they need the permission. They should knock down the walls or whatever it is. But black women being able to enter politics, enter any institution on their own terms, authentic to themselves. How many black people this week have had to lessen themselves and not be black at work, even in their own homes because of COVID-19 and lockdown? How many black people in banks, in institutions, couldn't actually talk about being black at the moment? That's what we've got to get over. Being black on our own terms or being an employee or this or whatever on our own terms. That's what I want to see. That's what's really going to shake up politics for black communities. We don't need the system to force black people to be pushing policies that only benefit white middle class England. Yeah. We need to allow black people to be authentically them. Like David Lammy, in between post the Tottenham riots... Long, long, long post for Tottenham rights. Maybe post Grenfell, pre getting this position, we need somebody like that who can just yeah. say it as it is. And then there's safety in numbers. That's why we need to think about strategizing, and we can't just have the one person there on their own. They need to be a team. That's something I definitely learned. What was your experience with allies? Were there any? Should I say? Um, oh, it and, was exhausting. Yeah. Is it a lack of care or a lack of interest? in these issues like what everything what is preventing people from doing what is the right thing everything it's honestly it's bias and then it's the thought of thinking that because you're on a certain side of the political spectrum and because of your history that absolves you or provides you immunity for getting it wrong when it comes to racism and then the intersection of racism you know I had certain things where like 
a white male counsellor signed an anti-Semitic petition in my name. And then when I complained, what? yeah, and and so supposedly was an accident, I flagged it. It was all made up like I was blowing things out of proportion and it was an accident and he's old and he didn't mean it without anybody first asking, are you okay? Is there anything we can do? Because that would have got me into so much trouble with our Jewish community, our Jewish friends, our Jewish allies by seeing my name on this change.org petition being pro-anti-Semitic and then a donation in my name to the campaign. Oh my goodness, that's so calculated. And it was the final straw for me because so-called allies were so quiet about it. And I was like, the fact that I'm having to tell you about your silence adds to why I'm exhausted. It's because black women's issues have never been the forefront as well of anti-racism work. So the language and the vocabulary that we've all started to help form online, right? You know, Dr. Moya Bailey with misogyny, what, all of that. These are all current new terms for our generation, but not the old folks that still run these political systems and institutions. They're only now just getting the word intersectionality. I studied yeah. that at LSE. It was only like four years ago did they stop making the liberation breakout groups at conferences at the same time because they realised, oh, a black disabled woman who's gay wouldn't be able to attend all of those four caucuses or meetings at the same time. This is what we're talking about. And this is why it's so important that we vote properly and that we support properly. Because by being a powerful block and mobilising for those that are for the Black Liberation Movement, it gives them more political currency in their party and their systems. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Having been more on the side of just a regular citizen of the UK and feeling somewhat ignorant to the inner workings of it, but also I would say most of maybe it was how I was raised as well, and also being black and a woman, and knowing that it's not built for me or for us. Mm. I always feel like voting is mm-hmm. sometimes a waste of time. I still vote because I know it is important, but, but I, you're not you're not going to the ballot box hopeful yeah, energized infused I do not feel like uh-huh. I'm making a uh-huh. difference I don't yeah I yeah you're right I, there's no hope when I go I go because it's like a duty and obligation I don't feel proud to be like yes I'm casting my vote and change is gonna come like that is not <laughs> that has not been my experience any single time I voted referendums or otherwise so I don't think I'm alone in that feeling I don't I definitely don't necessarily think I'm the majority but I know that I'm not alone in that sentiment. I think you are so, the majority. Wow. 
So it's just this like trickling down of almost not not quite apathy, but getting to that apathy. Yeah, I think use that word. Yeah, it's just like no one is inspiring. But I, I'm imagine that the everyday person who's becoming increasingly fatigued and apathetic towards what's going on in politics. Then actually, there's more like anger and outrage about what's going on with government at the moment. But who's just so over it that are we going to have enough people that care enough to want to go into this? And to make those changes, or are we going to see? Do you think? Are you hopeful that we're going to still have a new generation of people coming into this with the need for change, the want to change, or is there something in the way that it's going right now that is going to keep kind of depressing and suppressing any kind of enthusiasm for politics within the younger generations? Because I, I, I'm not sure. I can't quite read the situation but maybe you have a different take on it they're all really good questions I think a mix of that's going to happen I think you're going to get loads of new people and there are amazing young people in politics um I think there's a young black woman in Bexley you've got um uh, Mabel also in Bexley you've got Abena who's got elected in um into parliament you've got Florence as well You've got Kate Osamore, you know, you've got people who are about, like, you've got people who are there who are trying 100%. So we've got to build on that, amplify that and support that, right? Join the status quo and what's ha- the, the, the things that we've outlined in this, in, in this podcast. And then, it's, and, and then you've got people who are going to come out of this, like me and other people, like Jen, shout out to Jenna Davis, who has the Consensus podcast, who, who does talk about uh political issues through through more of a black uh, gender lens um you're gonna have them come out and not give two dams because they've got they don't have to care right there's not real repercussions and who can then do this education and pass this on and the more people because you, you only learn by doing so you sadly kind of need more people to have the lived experience learn the learn the game be able to then come out and teach and and then they go for go go further so I don't I don't know what it's like to be an MP and be in the House of Commons and in that chamber twenty four seven, and sit opposite some some people that don't believe in my kind of existence, right? Um, and sitting next to some people, I guess, in some committees too. Like I don't know what that looks like or how they've had to navigate all of that, um, all of that. And so we have to wait for them to kind of come through that or get into a position where they can share that information, and then that's passed on. Like you kind of see with Dan Abbott and passing that on to, um. You've got an example of that with Diane Abbott and Belle Ribeiro Adi, who's the new MP for Streatham, Chukuma's former seat. And Belle used to work for Diane Abbott. So Belle was a parliamentary sister, worked for Diane Abbott, was under her, was able to see the game and then start start her career. So that's what we kind of need. But then obviously that's such small numbers. We need to kind of amplify that more. Um, but that, but basically, that's that's what we need people to go through it, come come back and tell those that want to get into it how to do it properly, how to strategize, how to center your self care, how to um, partner and collaborate with other people. I think that's really important. As like you said, you didn't have that opportunity yourself before landing in it, and then having to kind of have that rude awakening is just not fair and it's not right, and it's really unfortunate, but. At least you are now, I guess you're in, a, you're in a much better position to at least advise in the way that you do. So maybe we should talk very quickly about Glitch because I don't want that to be lost on people that you are doing some incredible work with that. So do you want to maybe just give a quick summary, 
what you do, what it's about, how it helps. What do you want people to know about Glitch and how can they help support you and what you're doing with it? Glitch started because I got abused for a viral video talking about racial justice. But Glitch is all about ending online abuse, championing digital citizenship so that we have a safer internet and online world. It's because the online world is increasingly becoming part of our everyday lives and every kind of interaction we have, whether it's from banking, whether it's watching TV and Netflix and crushing on Idris Elba and Michael B. Jordan to politics and discussions and activism and mobilising. And those arenas are rightly everybody's and yet we're seeing the same inequality and injustice offline taking place online. We've got a massive deficit of language and vocabulary to talk about it so we still have the same victim blaming language of those that are victims of online abuse they're just told to kind of deal with it or get over it or whatever and then we're seeing Mm -hmm. the impact of it um affecting communities being able to stay on these platforms which essentially should kind of be a bit of a shortcut circumventing institutional racism and barriers that meaning that they should be able to fast forward into something or fast forward something quicker than than offline so you've got like for example, AOC been able to do really well because of the online space. Obama as well before that. I think she, he, he yeah. spent so much on social media ads that it set a new precedent. Some people say it's set up for Trump to be able to manipulate it. Then you've got us being able to hear about what's happening in Sudan and U- the US and South Africa, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's what's helped fast tracking and changing the game and allowing there to be amazing uh, platforms like Black Ballad and Galdem yeah. and your podcast. But then because of the abuse, like you spoke about earlier, that you experienced, it means that those voices are being pushed away. We know that women are 27 times more likely to be harassed online than men. We know that black women are 84% more likely to be mentioned in problematic and abusive tweets. So that's at the crux of what we do. We have an intersectional lens looking at all these forms of online abuse and harms and raise awareness of it. So we're not just talking about the same types of abuse that affects white women. And the global north, we're making sure we talk about what happens to the global south and that we talk about the solutions in a way that means that women and women of colour are at the core of it. So, for example, the current legislation around online abuse and online harms fails to be intersectional. So Glitch's work is to raise awareness of that and the importance of that. And it's changed a lot recently because of COVID-19. Yeah. And a lot of us being at home, it's amplified the risk, it's amplified the use of the internet. We are seeing more people use it in a really positive way and we champion that. We champion digital sisterhood and digital citizenship and how to be an active ally online, etc., etc. But the harms as well really scare us. The potential harms, the harms that now that we forced people to work from home and work from their kitchen tables and their and, and, and their gardens, we've introduced the abuse and potential risk of abuse to their homes and not given much training, guidance or support around how to deal with that. If it's a colleague that's doing the abuse or somebody who's a stranger or a customer on the phone or a yeah. customer on WhatsApp. And so that's what's really emerging. And then obviously with the stuff that's been happening for us, we started having the conversation when it was Desmond, who I think that Desmond is his name, um, was um, tasered by the police in front of his daughter at the petrol station in Manchester. Yeah, and we were seeing that. that traumatic video being played and shared and uploaded everywhere across the platform. And for us, we were starting to talk, have conversations around this is traumatic content that one, tech companies are benefiting from and profiting from. And 
are not giving us users, black community, who make black Twitter and black Instagram and, you know, make them very profitable. Yeah. We're not being given the controls and to manage navigating their platforms. We're not being given the agency to, to make decisions. We're having this traumatic content. We're being bombarded by these traumatic content, bits of content, overlapping the amount of abuse that we're receiving for talking about COVID with an intersectional or racial lens or talking about injustice or using the hashtag when met with abuse, when met with hashtag all lives matter, yeah. which I see as violent. And it's about now we're responding to that and calling on tech companies to better serve black communities online. We also offer free digital self-care and self-defense training for activists and campaigners. And we also have like loads of really helpful resources on our website which is under development, so please don't diss it. Um, it will look <laughs> in August. But that's us in a nutshell. If anyone's got any questions, please like check out fixtheglitch.org or drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you and know how we can better support communities online. No, you are doing, honestly, you're doing the work. It is incredible to see. You're doing such, you've created something so incredible and so powerful and so useful and something I wish... I had when it was happening to me so me too me too thank so, you and me you know too. it's it's necessary um final question is what is the best advice you've ever received and what's the worst advice you've ever received keep going is the worst advice I've ever received I can't stand that crap keep going what does that mean um and the best advice was actually from my MP Lynn Brown who said to me Make decisions that you know that the next morning when you wake up, you can look at yourself in the mirror. She said, when you're putting your mascara on, you can look at yourself in the mirror and be proud. That phrase stuck with me and really held me about having integrity and what accountability meant and transparency, whether that was in politics or feminism. You know, I talk a lot about accountability and the fact we don't really have an accountability structure in the UK. And we need to think about having yeah. one. And hearing that really young, make decisions where you can look at yourself in the mirror because you're the only one that has to deal with you. Game changer. Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you. Thank you for your time and for inviting me in your podcast. No, I enjoyed you. it. I enjoyed this discussion rather than just talking about how bad online abuse is. It was a really nuanced one. So thank you. When I tell you that editing this down was hard, I mean it was hard. Shay was speaking the truth throughout. I highly recommend you go follow her if you aren't already. That's at Shay Akiwowo on Twitter and Instagram. To learn more about Glitch, go to fixtheglitch.org. For updates on Wannabe, follow Content is Queen on Twitter at Content is QN and on Instagram at Content is Queen HQ. Shout out to you guys for sharing all of the dope stuff we've been putting out in the last couple of weeks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends via your Insta stories. We've pulled some amazing quotes from the episodes, which you can reshare via Instagram and Twitter. To get extended show notes listing any of the tools and resources we've talked about on this episode, visit wannabepodcast.com. This podcast is proudly a Content is Queen production. As always, huge love and hugs to Ellie Clifford for pulling this episode out of the bag this week. And thank you for listening. Until next time, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.